We are here. Welcome to the Ellis Rose podcast, a place for those who are ready to think differently about what's possible, are ready for rapid expansion and to take bold action in their life. Join for unfiltered conversations around the mind, business and magic. So welcome back. I am super excited because today I am talking with the incredible Trav and we crossed paths, oh, maybe the start of the year um, at a training and we've been in each other's worlds online and through different coaching variations and it's just been really good to see how he does what he does and also see him evolve into the person he is and his incredible podcast as well. So I wanted to allow himself to introduce himself today. So Trav, who are you? And then we'll delve into today's conversation. What is up, Ellis? Thank you for having me, first of all. Uh, I love getting on podcasts because you know what it's like. Like when you're hosting, there is a little bit to it. Like you want to make sure that a guest has a good experience and everything. Um, I already love how you pre-framed this, so congrats on the way you do your thing. Awesome. Um, but yeah, I'll introduce myself, Trav, yeah. the technician, if anyone can see that in the background. <laughs> obviously, you can't see it if you're listening on the podcast. But um, essentially, I started out as a little country kid. You know, like I... Grew up in a country town called Woodford in Queensland here, just in from the sunny coast. Uh, I was about six foot five by the time I was six years old, so I got thrust into football straight away, rugby <laughs> league. And I guess through that, I learned so much because I, I became the footballer. That was my identity from a really young age. And being such a big fish in a small pond, being taken out of that pond and thrust into a bigger school at a young age from, I think it was 14 I got scouted and brought over to a big school here on the coast called Mountain Creek. And there's where I sort of got noticed by everyone. Um, the Broncos, Brisbane Broncos picked me up, put me into development. A few years went by, school sort of happened. And, you know, as most people may go through the life-defining moments in school, in sport, at home with your parents, I experienced all the things you can imagine. And then at the ripe age of 17, um, got offered a full-time contract to go play down the Brisbane Broncos and due to just the things I was suffering from with mental health wise which mm. I had no idea about at that age mm. um, I, I quit football so that set me off on a like an identity crisis journey from around 17 or 18 all the way up to about geez I would say until a few years ago to be honest because I had so many whole like black holes I experienced from around about 18 to 26 and at 26 is when another really big one hit me that's when i decided i was like i'm sick of these i'm done with mm. the, the victim mentality i'm done with the suicidal ideations and not feeling good enough and i made the decision that i was going to do some self-development and uh started listening to podcasts youtube channels and that sort of thing started growing as a man and as a as a, a person in general um, and got to a point where I just fell in love with self-development. So that, and that, you know, making a long story really short to the factor of I got to a point where 2020 hit and I'm sure everyone can resonate with the fact that that year in itself made a lot of us go within. Yeah. And myself in a big way, you know, my partner at the time got locked out of the country. Um, I was by myself for most of the year, constant anxiety and all that sort of thing. So another, another fucking hole had popped up again, right? So uh, I met a beautiful man by the name of Jordan Potts who introduced me to Wim Hof breathing and ice baths. 
and that's when the whole journey of like you know holistic healing self-development really got deep and um yeah just jumped straight down the self-development world and went to things like cool to be conscious um dr espen's mm. you know quantum all that sort of thing and funnily enough ending up down a path where i met you with nlp at the end of last year so yeah. there's obviously a lot to the story yeah but i know that if people really want to find out about it there's plenty of places to go and see that and hear about it because mm. i want to give as much value as i can on this podcast with our topic we want to talk about so um yeah it led to love a point that. where my best mate literally said, I love the way you try to rewire my mind. You're like a technician. <laughs> that That's where it was birthed, yeah. literally. Us, us trying to create a coaching business. I was helping him with his stuff while I was going through things. And I uh, got to a point where that, that brand was built and birthed. And it's just grown, grown, grown. Started the podcast in April 2021. And it's just gone from strength to strength and led to coaching, which now, you know, I love it. And like I said mm. in the beginning, it's... um. I love focusing on the shadow work aspect of what I do. So yeah. really helping people integrate the fact that we're all a bit of good and evil and that's okay. So 100%. yeah, as I said, long story short, that's kind of where I'm at now. Um, but I'm happy to dive into this and give as much value as we can on that topic we talked about. Yeah, I love that. And thanks for sharing. And it's really interesting because when you hear people's journeys, it's like, I know some parts of your journey don't know all of it and it's really interesting when you see the shaping like and one thing that I really resonated with what you were sharing then was you being with Brisbane Broncos and it's like how much of an identity that was for you um my brother got scouted for football at a really really young age where to the point where you know when you are growing up that you don't really even know who you are yet you're just still a little kid and his identity from like the age of four was football. And it has been his whole life. And he, you know, it's one thing that we, I remember saying to family, like maybe it was a couple of years ago, like who is he other than football? Like, because he is a man, he's a gentleman, he's a footballer, but he is so much more. And it's that journey of him getting to know himself alongside this huge identity. Um, because at the end of the day, if one day that's taken away or you decide to part with that, that's you're then left with the question of who are you and it's just you saying that I'm like yeah it's a conversation I've had a lot with you know friends and family that have been down that sort of route um and how I guess tough it can be as well because it's you know you're in an environment where you're expected to perform you know there's regulations there's things you can do and you can't do and it's there's a whole nother world so yeah I appreciate you sharing that um and on to what we're going to talk about so this topic has actually been in conversations with myself quite a lot recently. And then when you mentioned it, I was like, yeah, wow, this is so relevant. And it's, what are you avoiding? Like, what are you avoiding? Who are you? Why are you not showing up as your authentic self? You know, conversations, are you actually being the person you are or are you being a chameleon? So this, I think probably everybody experiences at some point in their life of wondering like, who am I and what are these deeper layers? But then they continue and they don't actually take a look. So I'd love to know for your, from yourself with avoiding, has there been a significant part of your life where you've realized, okay, like I'm avoiding this and I need to really deep dive? 
Yeah, and yeah, epic question. And you nailed it with the identity piece because I believe it maps across to every piece. You know, say someone goes to uni after school mm-hmm. and they're studying this one thing. Like, yeah, this is me. They get two years in, they're like, oh, fuck, this isn't me. Yeah. <laughs> what do I do now? And it's, it kind of messes the whole journey up. And then, as you said, they start to question themselves and it's exactly what happened to me. Yeah. And I believe at the core of it, that was a piece of why I wasn't being who I truly am. Yeah. And because during that journey, you know, what it's like with childhood and how much that leaks into our adulthood. Yeah. Um, the biggest one for me was self-worth. Yeah. Huge. Like, and that, and it ties into money stories, right? Like I, it's one thing I'm 33 in two weeks and up until probably literally the end of last year before, like around NLP time, I to, to that day just couldn't get over this money story. Mm. And until I learned about how attached to my self-worth that was, I just couldn't really overcome it. And I'm, I'm sure that's probably something that's quite prevalent within our society now, right? Yeah, massively. You know, and it's, it's something that it goes so much deeper than just self-worth though. You know, it's attached to so many things. And I feel uh, one thing that I really leaned on was that I felt like I could do nothing by myself. I always needed someone else to lead. Mm. And whether that come from a team mentality or I didn't trust myself in say football, whether the, whether it was in the defensive line, could I make that tackle? That can leak into my real life. And I think a lot of it did. And I think a lot of it also stayed because I liked that story. Mm. Something in me enjoyed the, the fear, the survival, the, oh, I don't have any money, so that's why I can't do this, this and this, yeah. right? So. I feel a lot of people get attached to that story because it gives them excuses for not having done something. Yeah, it gives them a comfort blanket. It's like they don't actually have to be really honest and either say if they haven't achieved something rather than saying like, no, I was flat out lazy, I didn't do it. It's like, oh, you know, this, this and this and this. And it's like they add this comfort blanket on of all the excuses rather than, I guess, being brutal in the fact of why they actually haven't done something. Oh, that and that that hits deep for me, and that lands because that's something I had to work through. Because mm. something I that's something that came up for me during ECT, which the processes are so powerful, right? Uh, was that it took me back to a time when I think I was eight years old, mm. and I had this moment of like everyone else was getting skateboards, and I wanted a skateboard. So, Dad, I remember to this day, he took me to the shops. And we're just gonna get like a cheap, like shitty Kmart one, which makes total sense, right? Like, if someone's never done something before, get them something cheap and crappy that they can just use yeah. and like it. But because my insecurities at that age, and I was the popular guy, right? I was the one that was the leader, the big guys, good at all the sports. I needed a really expensive skateboard to look cool, so I had a sook, I had a whinge. I was like, no, I don't want that. I want, I want the better one, a city beach, and blah blah blah. And, you know, dad gave in and gave it to me. And I, I feel through that, that moment taught me that if I have excuses, if I'm sick, if I'm, if I have a whinge about things, I get where I want to be. Mm. And I built this identity around, oh, if I'm injured, I don't have to play this sport I don't actually love. If I'm hurt, I can't play to the degree that I know I can. Yeah. So that, and those excuses built from that into my career like when I had jobs and stuff I would always have days off because what was expected from me I didn't want to have to give that so I'd have 
I would be like, oh, yeah, I've been really sick lately or I've been upset lately because of this, this, and this. There was always a, an excuse yeah. around everything. So I felt like from literally from when I started football until probably about four years ago or so, I'd always had an excuse as to why I hadn't achieved what I meant to achieve. Yeah. Right? And then ever since I've cleared that, people can see my journey if they know me. If they haven't, go look at my Instagram, go see where I've come from. I've got videos on how much I've changed in the last two years. And it comes down to this. It's the, it's seeing who I truly am within yeah. and accepting me. Not yeah. saying that part of me is a piece of crap. I want it to leave. It's kind of saying he's been knocking at the door saying, hey, man, like I'm here. Yeah. Rather than avoiding it, just open the door and be like, hey, bro, come to the party. Come join everyone else. Yeah. Let's have a chat. Let's become mates. Because then that way I can get to know him and integrate him and then nobody pops up so I deal with him a lot quicker. Yeah, massively. And the integration piece is huge, right? Because it's like, okay, we've got the parts of us, the bits we accept, the bits we don't, the bits we unconsciously don't even accept yet. And that integration piece of being able to bring the whole of you together to show up as you fully with acceptance is so powerful. And I'll be honest, like, it, I think I only got to a point of full acceptance last year. And I probably, you know, like it's, and I thought I was. And through the deep diving that we do and the work that we do and the coaching that we do and the work that we do behind the scenes, there's layers always unraveling. And I hit a layer and I'm like, wow, that wasn't even in my awareness that that wasn't even an acceptance yet. And so the layer was self-worth as well. And the layer was the worthiness piece of money. And it was, again, all linked to childhood. But it wasn't something that I was aware of because I had never, I'd always worked things out. And yet it was a piece of the less money I have, the less worthy I am, the less desirable I am. But because I'd always managed my money well, I'd never hit that point. So I'd never linked them. And it wasn't until I hit rock bottom with, finances and this happened a couple of years prior but I hadn't I didn't have the resources to piece it all together yet and then it was only when I had the resources um last year that I was like oh okay so that's actually something that if I hit that again this is probably going to come back up and that was when it was like cool and even just the awareness of that I just felt that acceptance of like that isn't the way it has to be Like that really isn't, like these two don't tie together. They don't deserve to be tied together. I am not money and money is not me. And it's just, it's crazy how many people have this tie. Um, And I think, again, it's growing up, experiences, society. It's all of these things that come together. And I, I think massively worthiness is a huge piece for a lot of people, especially with social media nowadays. Like Jesus. It's actually, it's, yeah. How many like business and money gurus are there? Yeah. Right? Like it's, it's everywhere. And not to say like there's some great ones. Like I, yeah. I get so much information from the right ones that I follow. And yeah. I've got incredible mentors around that. Mm. Although you can have all the mentors and the things in the world, but if your blueprint at the core isn't at the level it needs to be, once you start receiving that money, you're not going to know what to do with it. And yeah. I experienced that firsthand, right? Mm. Like I've, my coaching's been going crazy since I actually realized my self-worth, my power, got all the tools from NLP and finally integrated everything in that aspect. 
all of a sudden from say September to December last year, all this money starts coming in. And I'm like, great, what do I do with this? Mm. And uh, as much as I had people around me helping me and making me, like, don't get me wrong, I cleared a lot of debt and, you know, I did a lot of self-development, spent a lot of money on bettering myself. But I got to a point where I had to go through old programs and patterns again, like you said, but with new tools. So I hit rock bottom again with just the the feeling. I had an old, it, it hit me like a ton of bricks, Alice, where... I never thought I'd experience this again because I'm so happy and so my life's good. Mm. I love my life. And yet those same thoughts and patterns of suicidal ideations crept up out of nowhere. It hit me Mm. like a ton of bricks. Like it was only, I think two and a half months ago, it was a Monday. Mondays I try to make my day where I'm just taking no calls. I'm not trying to do anything that I do with reaching out and helping 50 people a day or whatever. And I just try to make it my day. And I was just laying there and I went to get up out of bed and this overwhelming feeling of you should kill yourself. You, you're useless. You're not this, this, these feelings I had when I was around 19 to 21 came out of nowhere. Mm. And the difference this time, right? Rather than try to run away from them and make myself busy or avoid it. I just sat in it. Yeah. All fucking day. I laid in bed and cried because I knew the only way I was finally going to move through this old devil that kept coming up was facing was through, out. Yeah, to say hello. Just yeah. Like, hey, man. What's up? Why are you here again? Let's talk. Yeah. And I just sat in it all day. And it felt so nice to finally move through it in that way because I've never done that before. Yeah. There was a lot of avoidance before that and a lot of just, uh, it'll be all right. <laughs> you know? Well- when you think of that, like how normal is it when you hear people raising kids and things like that? It's like, don't cry, you know, you know, you shouldn't be sad about that. So if you think from such a young age, we've already been programmed to not cry or to hold it in or to, you know, don't be upset about that. And it's like, we're taught unconsciously from other people to suppress emotions and everyone's obviously doing the best they can with parenting or whatever it is. So it's not done in a way that's like, this is incorrect but it's just showing the way that it starts to show up later on is, you know, this isn't normal. And the amount of guys and women I've spoken to that aren't feeling okay, and they don't think it's normal. Like they actually don't think it's normal to feel not happy or to not wanna do something or to feel down or to feel like they don't wanna socialize. And rather than having the tools to be able to go, okay, let's work with this, let's feel it, let's face it. And now let's move through it. It's up. it's fine, just, and they keep pushing it down and pushing it down. It's like, how long can you keep pushing it down until you're gonna explode? And a, a huge like mission and passion of mine is to normalize this beautiful array of emotions that we're expected to feel, which is from the highs and the lows, because it's normalized from this end of the spectrum, from mediocrity to happiness, but it's not normalized this end. And this is where the people stay mute. This is where they just push it down. This is where in conversations, you say, how are you? And rather than really showing up and saying how they feel, they say, I'm great. And it's like, okay, again, what are you avoiding? What part of you are you not owning up to? Where are you, you know, not showing up honestly? And this is the part where I feel like people need to realize that, you know, you saying, I like waking up with a thought, I want to kill myself. It's actually, it's, I don't want to normalize the thought, but it's a normal thought. A lot of people have this. 
you know and rather than avoiding it like you did it's like okay well to finally integrate this I actually need to feel this I need to face this and that's the people that's where I feel like people retract and they divert rather than actually going there and going there is going to give you not only the answers but that that next step yeah well that was really well put and imagine that though imagine also me being who I am and in the, the space I'm in as a life coach. Mm. Imagine how many people would have shame around actually sharing that they struggle to when they're yeah. helping people with that. I actually really want to normalize that. Yeah. You know, it's that we are humans as well. The human emotions will keep coming. The difference being, I dealt with suicidal ideations in a matter of hours. Yeah. It didn't take me months, years to deal with. Like I, when I was younger, I have the tools now to be like, oh, hello, deal with it, move on. So normalizing that you are still human, even though you're in a space of helping and developing and, and I'm incredible at what I do, I know that now. Mm. Oh, it's also okay that I'm not incredible some days. Yeah. It's also okay that some days I don't want to get out of bed and I can't be bothered showing up and doing content. I can't be bothered sending 50 DMs back to people that need help, right? Like it's... I feel that that suppression also of self and looking after yourself, you're avoiding actually looking after you. And it comes from a place of, I read a book, The Gifts of Imperfection. Have you ever heard of that by Brene Brown? Yeah, I have. So this one will land for a lot of mums. <laughs> They're usually the ones that are offering help to everyone, right? All the time. It's like, yeah. how can I help? What can I do for you? How can you truly give help when you've never received it yourself? How can you actually give anything that you've never experienced yourself? You're not actually giving true help. You're giving something that you perceive is the way that you're giving. So think about that in any way. Mm. Like if you're trying to give love, but you've never allowed it, how are you, how are you actually truly loving? Yeah. You know, and you go a step further and then is it your perception of love or help or is it someone else's perception of it? You know, like we've given so many terms and what they're supposed to mean. And yet we've never actually sat with ourselves and said, I don't want that to mean that. I want it to mean this yeah. for me. You know, and like step, putting a stake in the ground and saying, this is what I believe. And if it's not hurting anyone and if it's actually serving you in a positive way, awesome. Yeah. You know, like I feel like there's not enough of that. There's not enough people saying, this is who I am. This is what I believe. And this is, I'm happy yeah. with this. You know, also being open to, obviously, like changing negative states and not dying on your sword. Yeah. But at the end of the day, right, like if we don't truly stand for what we believe or stand for who we are, how can you ever actually be you? Because you're just living someone else's life. 100%. And their perceptions of your reality. Yeah. And I have this conversation with clients all the time because they're someone that they feel like they should be rather than someone that they are. And it's the questions that I ask back where they're stuck because it's like, well, I don't know when I decided that or, well, I'm in that because mum said this or I'm that because I read this or that because that's what we should do, shouldn't we? And it's like, no. What if you were to just be the person that you truly wanted to be and gave yourself enough time each day to tune in with yourself to know what you're actually like speaking, like essentially your soul's calling. And it's just such a thing where 
we feel like we need to be perceived as, you know, acceptable, even though that might be so far from your own truth. And it's something that's raised all the time. And to be able to see people peel back them layers and really step into that person they are is so rewarding. And again, like you said, is like, how can we love if we have never loved? You know, what are we based now on? Like, who have we been taught that by? Or is this, you know, and one thing like during my pregnancy that I've massively learned is surrender, right? I've always been Miss Independent Woman, which has been great. Like I left the UK uh, in 2017, one-way flight here and just was like, fuck it. Like, you know, this is it. So from that moment and many, many years, like from the day my mum and dad divorced, I've been Miss Independent Woman. You know, it's, I've got to hold the ground because I'm the oldest child and it's who I've been. And when you literally can't get off the sofa because you're, you're so like sick or nauseous or tired, that was a massive surrender for me. It was like, I actually have to accept help. I actually have to be okay with laying here. You know, I had guilt around not running my business. I had guilt around not cleaning the house, around not, you know, going to work when my partner's going to work. Like, so there was so much that I processed because I'd never stepped into that part of who I truly was, which was being able to receive. And yes, I've received in many other areas, but this was like, no, I'm forcing you. (laughs) Like, I'm forcing you to surrender here. You have to receive. And it was a really beautiful process and learning to know wow, we are really given lessons in life as long as we're open to actually seeing them and and moving through them rather than utilizing it as a a victim of why does it always happen to me? How do you want to view it? Is it happening to you or is it happening for you? Are you going to receive the lessons and evolve or are you going to stay in your own way and just, you know, be in the victim? And that was a huge reminder for me is the embodiment piece of what we're teaching, you know, and it's can you really be the person that you're sharing things around? Like if you're sharing something, are you actually being that? And even though I'm helping others and I allowed myself to be helped in certain areas, I hadn't ever been at help to that like degree where I literally was like, I actually can't even half take it. <laughs> I have to fully take this. So yeah, it's a journey. And yeah, I love what you said just before around all of that because it's, it all interlinks, interlinks in such like a beautiful way. We just have to receive that. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, that's and that in itself, what you just said, Dan, that piece. I honestly think I'd put it in my top 10 of must-dos and must-haves and must-surrender too is because people don't realise that receiving goes so much deeper mm. they can even think to the degree of and thank you for bringing it up because you just reminded me that I was forced into the same thing when August last year. And for anyone that's a little bit woo-woo, spiritual, whatever, <laughs> uh, I was forced into dealing with some anger and hate that I was holding on to by getting appendicitis. And I sat with it for four days just thinking, what is this? Do I need a poo or something? Or what's mm. this <laughs> and it was bad, right? And I moved my whole house in with my partner now and went through like the whole process of shifting a whole home, thinking, oh, be sweet, I'll be right, I'll keep going, uh, I'm a man, whatever. And sure enough, got to a point where she's like, babe, you really need to go to the hospital. You can't barely walk straight. I was like, yeah, I probably should. 
when then they're like, yeah, you probably should have come earlier because you, you pretty much nearly could die from this. So God. Uh, I went in, got the surgery, got it taken out, but it got infected because it had leaked because it had burst a little bit. Um, got this crazy infection that had me in hospital for days and I was sick for like a month, right? And during that time, I got to sit with that fact that I, I was holding on to this anger and hate for no reason mm. and it caused that sickness. I know it did because... Yeah. What does appendicitis even come from? I was healthy. I was good. I wasn't doing anything wrong. And when you look at things like those books, like You Can Heal Your Life from Louise Hay, which is sitting right Incredible there. Incredible book. Yeah. And you start to make sense of it. You're like, wow, okay, so emotions are attached to way more than we think. Mm-hmm. And this was my receivership of allowing my beautiful girlfriend who took, part of, um, took care of me, uh, the nurses, the doctors, the, the system, right? And... I started to learn about receiving properly, mm. which included receiving money, which included receiving, hey, Trav, you're amazing, and just being like, thank you. Yeah. I'm not trying to deflect it. Like, people don't even realize that if you can't take compliments, you're not going to receive money or anything either to the degree that you could mm. because you are deflecting receiving in some way. So, yeah, you, you've nailed that because I feel like that in itself, you're going to get the feather, the brick, the bus, and... I got the bus just head on. Yeah. But I'm so glad that I learned from it because I could have decided to just be like, oh, it's just sick, it's all good. But that is where my real journey of growth started because I just decided, I was like, okay, I'm not going to hold any more animosity towards anyone. Uh, Liz was someone that I was basing all my um, reflections on her based off other people's feedback, right? Mm. And I've told her this, and I said this in my reviews of NLP, yeah. that I was avoiding it because of what other people said. And yet, I go there, and she's freaking awesome, and NLP was awesome, and it gave me everything I needed. And I, I let that, I let that emotion and that feeling, that thought, those negative thoughts, stop me from going towards something that gave me so much. Mm. So, again, avoiding what I believe too. I was avoiding just trusting what I feel about that situation yeah and it's something i say a lot it's where it's like basically i let someone else's review of a movie stop me from going to watch it and make my own review of it <laughs> like i've watched movies that i love and someone else said it was that shit yeah right. and that that is hilarious that you've said that because it is so true how much do we how often do we listen to others that deflect us from the route we're actually meant to be going on and this is where fear of opinions fear of judgment comes up and this this held me stagnant for years of my life was the pure fear behind literally opinions which then led me to becoming a people pleaser and because why would you you know want to speak your truth if it's going to open up the opportunity of potentially a more direct conversation or it might be against someone that you like so it's like well i better just stay sweet i'll agree with everything i'll be relatable and just people please because then I don't have to worry about anyone judging me. Yet you become a closed off human that energetically isn't attractive because you're not who you are. And this stopped me from many, many routes in my life where it was like other people's opinions were literally determining every single step I took. And that was when I realized like, wow, something has to change. And that was one of the things that sparked my journey six years ago in personal development was because I was so fed up of just being this person that was like, I felt like a sheep. It was like, just smile and wave, just smile and wave, you know, keep safe, just stay friends, rather than 
allowing this person inside, which I felt, to actually come out and be the person they were. And I've had so many people say to me like, wow, I love that you can just say that. And I'm like, well, why wouldn't I? And some people I think have seen it as like, oh, as an awakening of like, yes, you can speak your truth. And it relates to something I shared on Instagram the other day um, about like, what truth are you not speaking? Like, what are you filtering in your life to be more desirable? And we just spoke about this prior to recording is like, if you think of how many conversations you've had in a day, if they were to all be recorded, how different and how much of a chameleon would you be in all them conversations? Or could you be so integral with who you are that you'd be able to be that same person? You're just who you are. And when I posted this the other day, I had a few people message me saying, I am triggered. And I'm like, well, interesting. I'd love for you to reflect on where you're not showing up as your whole self. You know, where are you filtering your life to seem better for someone else or for someone else's perception of the world? And it's like, what are you avoiding? Like, what are you actually avoiding of being all of you? Wow, it's actually such an epic topic, isn't it? Mm. There's so much to it. Yeah. And you brought something up then that's really important in... You could you could bypass so much bullshit if you just showed up as you every day. Yeah. You know, like, people... Like one of the biggest issues that I like to help with and I see it pop up a lot is modern dating. People struggling to find their person. Mm. Imagine if you were just you and you called in you. Yeah. Someone that's maybe a mirror of the things you get to heal but also has a lot of similar interests because you're just fucking showing up and talking about what you want to talk about. Imagine that. <laughs> like, like, it'd be imagine, glorious. <laughs> and imagine if you showed up on your social media, if you're an online brand coach, whatever, just being you and mm. you call in the people that actually fuck with you and you get rid of the people that don't fuck with you. Yeah. Right? Like, and how easy would so- it be? Like, how easy would you feel in yourself being you? Like, And this is the thing that I recognize, how exhausting it was not being me compared to how easy and flowy it was being me. So how much energy can you gain from just accepting this is me and this is who I am? And if that doesn't land for someone listening right now, because picture this, picture how much easier it would be. You wake up in the morning, you're having a shower, putting your clothes on. Oh, wait on, there's an extra piece I have to do. I better go pick up that mask to put on Mm. before I head out the door. What mask are you gonna put on today? Well, you know, what if you didn't have to go through that process at all and you just walked out with your own fucking head on and what you believe in, how you acted, you sing in public, you dance in public, whatever it is, whatever the weird shit is that you do, what if you just did it? And yeah. whoever the people that didn't like that, they saw that and they bailed on you, then you don't have to deal with people that don't like what you are and who you are. Cool. That sounds pretty good to me. And that's mm. truly, that's how I've shown up the last few years It's just... I've lost some good friends. I've lost some people that used to follow me. I've probably gained 2,000 people, but lost a, you know an extra 1,500. And that's great. I, th- I believe if you're truly on your mission and doing and being you, that should be happening. Yeah. You know, if you're, I would actually almost gauge my success on how many people who are unfollowing me. Mm. And how many superficial relationships do you hold because you're not actually the person in the relationship? Compared to if you're your true self, how many deep, honest conversations and friends can you have because they're relating and they're friends with you, not the person that, you know, you want, you feel like you need to be for them. And that was a huge thing. Like, 
like you said, you gain a lot, you lose more. And sometimes it can be the most energetic feeling because when you can no longer be someone you're not, you then actually have to look around and realize how much is within your life that isn't actually you. And you only have one choice. You either go back to being that person that you're not to just keep safe and not have to make the hard decisions or you fully commit and you go, cool, well, this is me now. And if that has to go, that has to go. If I have to just say no to this and cancel this, then that's fine. You will lose, you will lose people. But are you losing deep friendships or are you losing someone that wouldn't be able to relate to you anymore because you're not the person you were anyway? Mm, yeah, I like that. And it's, you're losing external things, but you're gaining so much internal. Yeah. You know, the, I said one thing, Sammy, our videographer and our mate that does our Heartland Warriors uh, videography, he asked us at the last retreat, like, you know, what did you guys learn about yourselves or something like that? It was a really great question. It was something, something hit and something landed and something in me just, I just blurted this response out. I started crying and I said, man, honestly, I love what I do, but it's been one of the most painful journeys I've ever been on because the more I've found myself, the more I've lost. Mm. And it was that lost, the more friends I've lost, the more you know, just things I've had to deal with losing in the process and then going through grieving because you are grieving yeah. every time you lose something and I was losing pieces of myself. You know, I was letting, not so much letting go, but just grieving that aspect that, oh, I see that for what it is now, but I'm not that anymore. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm not the people pleaser. I'm not the jealous guy. I'm not the avoiding guy. I'm not the pessimist. I'm not, you know narcissistic i think a lot of people have narcissism without realizing right yeah um and there's just so many pieces of me that i started to strip away so without me realizing i was actually grieving a lot in the last few months too because i couldn't i couldn't show up yeah because i needed to go through this process of realizing that i am something new and that's okay i'm still the same trav i'm still the same technician whatever but there's aspects of me that need to be you know seen for what they truly are and they don't serve me any longer so going through that grieving process has allowed me to get to this point where i was sick for the last few weeks and if you look at what influenza is related to it's interesting um <laughs> you know getting stuck in those low vibes negative sort of vibrations and this week sunday sunday i literally was sitting there ellis and i was like I don't, it was so you know when you go on a holiday and you go you have to go back to work the next day mm. I was like fuck I don't want to do this I, I don't want to go back to showing up and giving value and helping people it's just all too hard it's too much but Monday comes wake up I'm like nah I love this let's go let's do this it was almost like it was a full rebirth moment of like no you're here for this purpose it's okay that you felt that way because it's normal but now we get to go again as the new 2.0, 3.0, whatever mm. version this is. And I've felt that already, right? Like I've I've called in like two or three new clients already this week. The vibration's going like crazy. And you just know that like something new is happening. It's yeah, awesome. yeah. And that's also your reminder. If you're someone that maybe like an upgrade doesn't resonate with you or whatever it might be, but it's your reminder that every day you get to choose different. Every day you wake up, it's a new day. And you can actually choose a new moment or an hour or a minute whenever you want. But a lot of people like to choose a new day because it's a fresh start, you've just slept. But that was a massive thing for me is like, I was very good at sticking in the same, oh, this is a shit day to then a week, then a weekend. Like 
no, you just wake up the next day and you go again. So it is this, the mindset piece too that is so powerful. But when you're talking about energetic upgrades, like you know when you're having one and it is, it's like, wow, okay, this is it. So it's, they're great, they're powerful. And it's when you have one, it's like, yeah, okay, cool. Like I'm ready for this. I'm ready for whatever this phase is gonna bring me from whatever you've just moved through and healed in that time as well. Yeah, it's, it's a big one for a lot of uh, clients that come through because we have so many levels of like breakthroughs, all these mm. things. They get down on themselves when they're going through shit again. I'm yeah. like, hey, this is life. Like you're not meant to just be healed and magically like everything's okay and you don't hurt anymore or whatever. You're just given these new tools and abilities and mindset to be able to overcome most things. And then you'll just get stronger and stronger and stronger and better at it. But through that time, like you said, most of the time once you've done when you're doing the work and you're in the work you know how to show up yeah like you said you can have a shit day and then the next day you're like well let's go yeah you know you can overcome so much but sometimes the surrender that comes in it allows for that receivership of something new potentially mm. so um yeah avoiding the pain is the silliest thing you can do yeah it's like if for the last seven years i've gone towards every bit of pain i could imagine and if if I will, I will. I'll write a book about where I've come from to where I am now. People will see that and just be like, okay, well, this guy is like, I'm nothing special. I know I'm special in a way. <laughs> but I'm, a, I'm a human being, right? Yeah. Everyone, we are all the same. We are one from what I've seen. So if you want to do something and be something, go for it. Yeah. All Create I've done, it. I've up consistently for the last three years straight. Yeah. You know, and that's that sounds like a long time, but it's not. Because if you, if people go back to my journey from when I started the podcast and that 12 months, what happens, you get started on what you truly want to do tomorrow because it literally, it's almost like something just knows and goes, oh, finally, you're doing what you actually want to do. Mm. Here's all the opportunities you need to grow within that. And it just happens like that. Yeah, literally. I love that. And this is something that I could talk about for hours because I think this subject is a very big deep dive and it can go into many many different avenues and I feel like we've touched on quite a few and if you're someone that is avoiding or any of this has raised something for you or triggered something for you I urge you and I ask you to look deeper rather than stepping back again and it's what they say is when it feels hard like when it feels like you need to lean out is the time to lean in this is all Trav and I have done when it feels like we need to lean out and avoid, we've lent in instead. We've asked ourselves the hard questions. We've faced the emotions. We've moved through it. We've got the resources. And we've done this over and over and over again. And if we'd have lent out, we'd probably be where we were five, six years ago compared to where we are now. So this is your reminder to lean in. And yeah, like I said, we could talk about this forever. And before we wrap up the conversation, I'd love to know from yourself, Trav, like what's one piece of advice you'd give to someone that if they have just heard this and they're going, oh, okay, I'm not showing up as my full self or I am avoiding this or I'm not act, like, I'm not feeling the feelings I know I need to feel, what would you advise them? It's a great question. And the one that comes to me straight away is something I've talked about recently. Just ask, mm. honestly, like you might think you're in self-development and think that it's about self and that you need to do this by yourself, trust me, you need other people because you're battling your unconscious mind. And as much as you think you're winning, 
you're not. Yeah. <laughs> you are going to get to a point where you're going to self-sabotage. And this is why I have so many amazing friends, support, mentors, coaches, whenever I can, because at some point you're going to get in your own way. Whereas if someone's watching and supporting you and you're asking for that help and just saying, hey, I need support or solutions. Can we have a chat? Mm. They're going to help you break through whatever it is that's holding you back still. Because you're sitting there thinking, Alex, why can't, what is it? I keep doing this and this. Well, let me, what you, how's your last week been? What have you been doing? And you'll pick up on something that they're not aware of because that unconscious mind is putting a little veil up saying, you can't see this. This is your kink. This is what you love doing. This is your yeah. story. This is confirmation that you love pain, you love fear, you love being the victim. Yeah. Whereas if you have someone around you that will tell you how it's real, and if, it's, if they're a good friend, they'll call you on your bullshit. Yeah. So please ask, let them know if you're struggling, let them know if you need help, because that's the only way that you'll be able to truly move forward. I love that. Thank you so much for today. I've yeah, I've loved this conversation. And um, for anyone listening, if they would love to connect with you, Trav, where can they find you? Uh, probably the best is Instagram. Just the technician. Uh, I've got a website, the Technician Coaching, uh, and obviously on Spotify and Apple, the Technician Podcast. So yeah, yeah, I think I'm pretty much everywhere now: Facebook, yeah. YouTube, all that thing. So. Love that. I, I'm now not even known as Travis Cochran. It's just like, <laughs> hey, the technician. Like, yeah. I love that. That's when you know you're your brand. Literally, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much. And I'm sure we'll grab another conversation shortly. But thank you and have the most amazing day. Yeah, thank you so much, Alice. This was amazing. And I know your listeners are going to get a lot from it. Yeah. Definitely need like 2.0 and 3.0 at some point. Yes, 100%. <laughs> thank you. Yeah.